0: Okay, so I'm we're not, deciding, we're, we're, we're fixing the run in forever right now with a coin flip. We're going to fix the order. Corey, do you have, or, or, or Ricky, do you have any commentary you'd like to add? You, you I'm want just to make a little sure concerned
1: as to how much time is taking this up because it's like, because, because no one really cares about the order. We just apparently cannot get.
0: We just need to in be order. able to do it. We need to be able to do We just need it. to know. We because are even, elementary school kids who need the line list.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like when you're when you're in the group and like you've been assigned a number and they're like, mm-hmm. Who comes after two? And you're like, yes. what? What? And they're like, You and you're like three. And so Roll call. y'all are but, sucking at it. But also yeah. none yeah. of us none, none of
2: us want to like steamroll and be like, I'm going first or I'm going second. Like everybody's like, I don't want to have an ego in this. And then it's just we're indecisive as fuck.
1: Oh, my ego's already completely warmed up because I get to do the run in every single time yeah. so I always get to fucking go first <laughs> right. so I listen I feel great
2: okay. about whatever
1: happens here what so I have,
2: have a standard
0: American quarter here if you're not watching <laughs> Corey's gonna call it in the air if Corey gets it right he goes after Ricky if he gets it wrong I go after Ricky ready Corey call it yep. in the air tails <laughs> it's heads go Corey goes left <laughs> Corey left <laughs>
1: No Clear Answers, where we explore the common challenges all humans, creators, and leaders face and break down preconceived notions of common self-help ideas. We are your hosts. I am Ricky Goldenberg.
0: I am Justin Mulvaney. And I am Corey Wilkes. And
1: I'm so proud of you two for making it through that. I saw you both almost crack up. I did not think you were actually going to make it through. Corey, I feel like a little bit of you wanted to screw with Justin and mess it up. Am I wrong?
2: Look, man, <laughs> guys don't, we don't really get more mature. We just get older. Like, we're all just kind of teenage boys, just in a 30 year old's body.
1: <laughs> I'm so scared. Just so scared. So scared that so many men are in charge. Today, <laughs> Concerning. Okay. Moving us along. So today we're going to talk about self-promotion. Okay. I'm actually really excited to talk about this topic, partially because... So self-promotion. Oftentimes when I talk about self-promotion, the reason why it's really important is because I work with a lot of like ambitious go-getters who are trying to figure out like and re-navigate what do, what do they need from work? What do they want from work? What does that look like? How do they sort of go out and get what they want? Either from people around them, from within the organization, which actually requires a lot of self-promotion, which is super uncomfortable, especially because the people that I work with often have like 10 to 15 to 20, sometimes 30 years of experience. It is really crappy and uncomfortable to have to promote yourself when you're like, why do I have to do this? I'm good. Or am I not good? It brings up all kinds of uncomfortable thoughts. But the reason why I'm excited to talk about this in this context, in this group is because that's the way that I talk about self-promotion a lot, which is sort of like, how do you work within your network or within your organization and do that kind of self-promotion. But I made a video about it and I put it on the Instagram and it is hands down the best video that I've ever had go quote unquote, I'll say viral with like bunny ears because for someone else, they'd be like, this is ridiculous. But I got like tens of twenties of Many thousand views on this video. And I didn't understand why because I was like, maybe this is really resonating with individuals. And then I realized it was because Instagram is a space of influencers that are all self promoting themselves. And so I'm actually really excited to talk about this topic because the way that I think about it is advocacy, both internal and external, and how they look and feel different. Whereas you're like, are you doing self-promotion as a thought leader? Or are you doing self-promotion in terms of like how you position yourself within your group or your organization? And with this group, I think it's going to be really interesting because I'm just going to posit something in front of us, which is that because Corey, you work with creators, we're dealing with a lot of self-promotion in like the on like the grand stage right? And then Justin, you're going to be working with like leaders and founders, individuals who have to do that kind of self-promotion at a very different scale because we're looking for funding or VCs. And so we're not just promoting ourselves. We're also promoting our business. Corey, yours is also going to be really interesting because we're promoting like ourselves can be our business. And that's really tricky. And for me, I started with self promotion as a more insular thing about like, how do I talk about myself with people outside of me, but then realized just how much this resonates with individuals. So We're going to talk about self-promotion. I think let's start with talking about kind of like why. Let's talk about why is self-promotion important and also what you don't like. Like what do we get wrong kind of or what makes you mad? Corey, get your soapbox about the concept (laughs) of self-promotion. Does that sound good?
0: Yes. And Ricky, I just want to say that is the best contextualization of a conversation that we have ever had on this show by far Uh, like yeah I'm I'm gassed to have this conversation right now I also want to say I think this is a great conversation to have not only about the people we work with but as a bunch of coaches yeah because I have a story that there is nothing more like eye roly to be self-promoting than coaching and there's a unique set of challenges that we all experience in our field, and I think that's going to make for a really interesting couple of perspectives.
1: I like it. We have a lot of opinions here. Okay. I love that. Who wants to go first to talk about why is self-promotion important, but also your feels on it? I can. I know you can. Because I usually
2: call bullshit on things.
1: <clears throat> I'm ready for it.
2: So... <sighs> I think the reason that people struggle with self-promotion is rooted in bullshit, the bullshit we we kind of feed ourselves, okay? Because for a lot of people they see self-promotion as a request of I am asking you, I'm soliciting money mm. from you. I'm soliciting like, what is it? Fucking like little Timmy, like, please, sir, may I have some more? Like whatever the fuck that's from, right? Like. I would like to save that forever. (laughs) It feels like we're asking for charity sometimes. Mm. And I think that's what really fucks people up. The thing you have to realize when it comes to, to self-promotion. Okay. So the assumption I'm making across whatever industry is that the thing you're promoting is actually valuable. Okay. So we're not talking about snake oil or also the bullshit, right? Whatever the fuck you're promoting is actually valuable to the person you're trying to put it in front of. With that assumption, you are making an offer, not a request. I'm not asking you for your money. I am giving you the opportunity to benefit from a thing that I've created for people like you. Okay. Whether that is coaching a course, if you're, you know, in a workplace, if you're trying to self-promote as far as saying like, hey, I'm the best person for this position, whatever the context is, it isn't a request. It is an offer. That to me is, is a big distinction, a, 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 just a cognitive reframe that can be super helpful. Okay. Because we don't like feeling like a burden to other people. We don't like feeling like we're asking for help. But for so many of us, for people in general who struggle with self-promotion, the reason you struggle with that is because it feels like you're asking for help. You're not asking for help. You are offering to help someone else. So if you see it sort of less as self-promotion and more as value promotion. I'm not promoting me as an individual. I'm promoting a product I've created, a service I offer, those sorts of things. And these are tailored to help people like you achieve a specific outcome. So if you want help with X, Y, or Z, this is something that may help you. I kind of take myself out of that equation and I talk about it as products and services and other skill sets, right? Because <clears throat> If you have value to share, but you choose to not share it, that is a disservice to the people who need it, right? <clears throat> and then one more thing for my little soapbox. Anxiety in this context, because really self-promotion is just, it, it's, it's anxiety. Anxiety in this context and insecurity is selfish because you were focusing so much on your own internal emotional reaction to things, you're not focusing on what other people need, right? So if I focus internally on like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna think I'm or I'm I'm being overly self-promoting, being overly salesy, I'm pitching too much on Twitter or my newsletter or in this discovery call, whatever. If you stop thinking so much about yourself and your own personal insecurities, And you instead focus on your audience, the person in front of you, the person you're trying to help and saying, hey, how does this help them? What do they need? Oh, this is exactly tailored to exactly what they need. That allows you to get the fuck out of your own way and your own insecurity and focus on your audience rather than than yourself.
1: I love that because those two things, I think, really feed into each other in some ways, which is that... If I'm clear that this isn't like asking for help, this is an offer of help, and I also have done the work to decenter myself and focus instead on the other and how this serves them and how this delivers value and how this will improve whatever X Y Z that I'm talking about, then um, really it's about I'm offering this value that I have for them. And here's at the end of the day, something that I love that a, a previous business coach that I worked with that he said is like, people are grown ups they'll decide. You don't have to pre-decide for them if they will or will not work. with. They've grown up. They can decide themselves.
0: Yeah, that shift from request to offer, huge. And I feel like that's something nearly everyone I know who sets out into leadership for the first time, gets elevated to leadership, sets out on their own journey, that it's it's a very natural part of the arc to feel like you're making requests with your, with what you're doing. You're new, there's insecurity, and it's very much a crossing the threshold moment. Sometimes you have to have over and over again of shifting from, Hey, I'm not asking for you. This isn't a request to come, please pay me and see how it is. I have something here that's valuable in my, in my set of skills or in the offering that I have. Ricky, one thing I don't think Corey got to, Mm. which is why it's important. So I want to make sure I address that briefly and then talk about some of my issues with how I hear this. Blit. For me, beyond the obvious, which is self-promotion is important because you're probably listening to this because you are a leader or you have a company or you are building something and you need customers to keep doing it (laughs) and you need to promote to get those customers. Is for me self promotion. One way to think about it is about it's simply creating surface area for luck to happen to you, for the world.
1: Say that again, because that was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is creating surface area for luck to happen to you. Right. Put it on a shirt. And so, self promotion is getting out there, or getting it so people can get eyes on you. So that lucky things, so that opportunities can come your way mm-hmm. and absent self-promotion. And there's a million ways you can do self-promotion, but absent that, right. There's not really a whole bunch of people who are sitting out there thinking, how can I, you know, help create opportunities for random people in my life, right. They don't even know what kind of opportunities you want. And so self-promotion is simply creating the space for good things to happen to you, for life to work for you. Mm -hmm. The things that I hate about the current self-promotion narrative. Do it. One, so much of self-promotion advice is generic. You should do X So much of how people talk about self-promotion is you should be doing X. You should be on Instagram. You should be on LinkedIn. You should be on Twitter. You should be on TikTok. You should be on YouTube. You should be doing a podcast. You should be writing a newsletter. You should be on Substack. You should be doing this form of marketing, that form of marketing. And it's moronic because one, a lot of the time what's happening is someone's just trying to sell you something. And so they're telling you, you should do X so your scarcity brain gets triggered and goes, oh, I'm not on TikTok, so I better pay $500 for this course. Or they're doing it because it worked for them, but they're not actually thinking about why it worked for them and why it may or may not work for you. And so all the shoulds that we attach to self-promotion, I cannot stand them, right? Because they don't take into account anything about you, right? It's self-promotion. It has to, you are doing it. And so we can't just take a bunch of shoulds. We have to consider you. Another one of the things I really hate, which is actually pointing to exactly what Corey said in the second half of his is inevitably self-promotion becomes about creating a self image. It becomes about over, it becomes too much about the self and not about what you have to offer. And I think this is very normal because we live in an age of like the big internet, like personality, the big personalities. And we all think I need a personality like Gary V or Kim Kardashian or LinkedIn influencer X or uh, Twitter influencer Y. And when you do that one, not only is it like super boring and dry and it's like, God, it, 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 does, we all are so sick of <laughs> this. I feel like I know I am over here. Um, but you, the approach becomes about cultivating some persona that's like away from the self and you're not really self-promoting with authenticity and all sorts of weird things happen. Like it's hard to motivate you, your passion doesn't really come through. There's a sense of fakeness that people can kind of se- sense. Like, I don't think it's effective self-promotion. And so really all of it, like, I think so much of self-promotion these days is like copycatting, It's full of best practices and shoulds in the worst kind of way. Uh, And I think we need to throw all of that in the trash and start from a – not that best practices have a place, but they're not where you start. I think we need to start from a very different place and find our way to how we want to self-promote. Because whether you're trying to do so in an org, whether you're a leader, whether you're a creator, starting with a self-image and shoulds like – I, I, it doesn't lead to sustainable success, in my opinion.
1: It's so interesting because when you were talking about the approach, what I heard there was, a, for me, like what something that really resonated while you were speaking, Justin, was this idea of shifting the mindset from self-promotion actually to marketing, <laughs> which is like, rather than centering it on myself, thinking about well what does make sense for getting the customers that i need like the customers that we need or explaining this in this that might mean tiktok it might not mean tiktok like where is your market where do you need to be we don't necessarily need tiktok instagram linkedin it's like where are your people
0: i think and that's, that's a little bit
1: what i've heard there which was interesting
0: i think that's a huge part of it another thing that i'll we can dive into later when we get into reconstructing it for me is Wait. i When I was prepping, I was like, ah, I think that one of the fundamental shifts is from self-image to self-purpose. Am I overly concerned with cultivating a self-image or am I being primarily driven by the purpose that I have here? And I think that's a a big shift that we need to start with when we think about self-promotion.
1: I like it. I have thoughts.
0: Please share them, share our wisdom, so your my, wisdom with us. My wisdom.
1: So because, and I, specific because I, at the beginning of this conversation, I was talking about the way I think about self-promotion oh. is, is not necessarily around within the creator individual space. A lot of times I'm talking about it for an individual within their network, within their organization. And so oftentimes the way that I talk about self-promotion um, is a little bit different and why it's important is... Oftentimes for the folks that I'm working with, they don't want to do it, right? They're like, this seems so hard and I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to demonstrate vulnerability. You know, earlier in my career, people just came to me, which is true. A lot of the folks that I work with, since they've been doing their work for a long time, the problem that happens is that the reason why you need to promote yourself is because people are not paying attention to you. They're paying attention to themselves. They're paying attention to their own careers and lives. They kind of, especially because you've probably established yourself as some kind of credible resource in the thing that you do, they kind of think you've got it. They assume you know what you're doing. And also as you get more senior, the roles and the positions and, or the promotions that you're looking for, they come less often. They're more coveted and there's more competition. And that means that if you aren't spending time self-promoting then you're going to miss out on those opportunities. So oftentimes when I talk about self-promotion, I actually talk about it as being advocacy. So when you're self-promoting, we get really uncomfortable. We kind of rather, you know, when we were like 22, someone else advocated for our first promotion and we like kept getting them. As you get more senior, as you get more established in what you do, people are not paying attention to you. People will not do it as well as you will do it because you know what you've been doing more. And people kind of they're focused on themselves, like they're, they're doing what they need to do. And so I always like to remind folks that the reason why this is so important is because honestly, you will miss out on opportunities if you do not take the time to make sure that people know that you are looking for those opportunities, whether that's, hey, CEO, I would really love to handle like a global rollout strategy because that will sort of set me up for that VP role that I'm thinking of. You basically then start to advocate for the projects that you want to take on so that you can establish yourself in a way that will give you the opportunity to get that next promotion that will shift you into this other organization. So usually when I talk about self-promotion, I highlight the fact that as we get more senior, we often have less advocates for ourselves. And it's not because they don't like you. It's not because you aren't good at what you do. It's actually because they think you've got it they're not paying attention to you. They're like, she's fine. She's amazing. Look at her. And then if you actually open it up, you're like, I a little bit of assistance. And so that's the biggest shift that I usually think about the folks that I'm working with that are in that space. And usually once you realize that it's just as simple as understanding that that request for help, if it came to you, you would answer it nine times out of 10. And if you make it easy and simple and specific, like, People will hook you up. And so it's a little bit of focusing on who you're talking to, focusing on what you want and recognizing that if you don't do it, no one will. And it's not because you're not good at what you do. It's because you're good at what you do.
0: Ricky, one thing that came up for me, I loved all of that when you were speaking was, I think one of the reasons why some people initially struggle with self promotion is early on in your trajectory um what what eventually evolves into self promotion at first is very linear
2: very mm-hmm. clear
0: inputs and outputs i apply to a college and i get yes or no mm-hmm. i apply to a job and i get a yes or no and that's kind of self promotion right like you're you're promoting yourself you're saying i think i'm a good candidate for this here's here's an offer but the further you get along it stops being that way, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're a founder, things are less clear. When you're higher up in a company, it's less clear. Mm -hmm. You might not even know what positions you can potentially be promoted to. When you're a creator, you you don't even know what possible opportunities there are. Mm -hmm. And so there's a shift fundamentally that happens when we get to a point when self-promotion is most important, which is from linearity, clear inputs and outputs, to a lack of clarity, what might seem like randomness, but is really opportunity for stepwise or even exponential Mm -hmm. moments and so one thing I think people struggle is they really want to see the clear what's the x to y what what's when I if I put in x what's the y I get out
2: and it's like it's not gonna
0: work that way right yeah like we're we're when we're talking self-promotion a lot of the times we're starting to talk about a much less clear longer time horizons, a much more iterative process than I put in an application and I get a yes or no.
1: It's also, you know, there are some industries that are a little bit more linear as well. And so if that's something that's incredibly important to you, that is available. Like there are plenty of industries that actually have really strong linearity all the way up to partner, senior partner, whatever it is. And people thrive in those spaces. You know, there's still, it's still I hate to break it to you. It still, it still requires promotion and advocacy and having advocates, but there is like clear steps. But these other folks who I love the way you phrase that in terms of like linearity into this kind of more, we're playing in the multiverse now. It's like, that's why folks work with me. (laughs) Because they're like, there was a path and now I don't know. And it's like, yeah, welcome to the party. So it's so funny though, because when I talk about self-promotion, and I hopefully we'll we'll get to this a little bit, is like as we're thinking about some things that people can try or sort of how to think about it, it's like if you're internal within an organization or if you're external and you're a founder, leader, or creator, oftentimes the stuff is actually really similar. Like what Corey was talking about is not centering it on the self and actually thinking about the value to the person. That's the same if you're in a company. It's not, oh I want that next level up. It's how can I serve this company and offer value to this organization that demonstrates my subject matter expertise and my ability to support on this thing. And so it's going to be like different angles, but I feel like it's there. Corey, I saw you want to say something.
2: So one thing I I think that trips people up beyond just insecurity and things is lack of clarity Mm. on who the fuck you help and what you help them do. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the clearer you are on that, right? Your, your positioning or whatever, the easier it is for you, for you to believe the thing you're offering is actually valuable to that person. Right. Because the other way I kind of think about it is self-promotion is more of an invitation to collaborate in some, especially like when it comes to like service-based work or, or something like that. Right. Um, because if you see it more as like, here's how we can help each other, or here's something I have made that can help you, that feels less transactional and more collaborative. Because I think, Justin, to your point, like with <laughs> like LinkedIn and, and cold outreach, right? I think a lot of people conflate self-promotion with cold <laughs> outreach, and they're not Ugh. the same cold outreach should just fucking die in, in a dumpster fire because it's, no it's horrific. Okay. I have, I've never seen it done well, but, and I've even like, cause you know, I, I focus on creation things like I've written, like I have an article about like the art of warm DMing, like here's how to actually warm up a quote unquote lead and then DM them in a way that they'll actually respond because cold outreach is fucking trash. Right. And the whole point of that article is, is effectively, How can you frame all of this as a collaboration rather than, hey, here's a cold pitch, send me fucking money, right? And from that, whenever this airs, like I'm working on a different article, that's the opposite of like, here's how not to DM people. (laughs) Right. Because I get stuff all the time, either Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever of, you know, shit like, hey, you want me to help you, you know, grow your, grow your audience to 10K or want me to help you hit 10K a month or got one the other day. It was like, I help entrepreneurs get six pack abs in, in, you know, 30 days or some shit. And I'm like, I've never talked about my health goals or if I do or don't have abs, spoiler alert, I fucking don't, or that I even want abs right? Like you've never talked to me. You're just cold pitching and being self-promotional in in a valueless way. Right? So I think that's the other thing. People, they assume Mm -hmm. self-promotion means cold, cringy, salesy outreach. And that isn't what it is. If you, if you approach it from the perspective of how can I invite them to collaborate in some fashion, I think that makes it feel non-transactional or at least less transactional because you're basically saying like, look, this is something super valuable that will benefit you period, rather than me trying to extract your money or your time. But you have to be clear on who the fuck you help and what you help them do.
0: Can I share a cold DM story of cold DMs going awry?
1: Yes, Justin.
0: I had in the last month, there's a new company that does some sort of personality typing Uh, and they cold reached out to the, the founder cold outreach to me. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. It was somebody on his account being like, we've got this cool tool. And naturally, I, if you if you know me, you know I, I've experimented with all of these things. In fact, the first company I worked at was a tech company that used text to personality type according to DISC and now does everything. So I've, I've played with every single tool out there. DISC, Big Five, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, I'm forgetting some strength finders, all of them. I, I've played with so many of these. Uh, and the first thing I fired back was they they asked me to schedule a demo was, well, what personality typing assessment do you use? Radio silence. <laughs> for weeks. I eventually got a response. But Corey, this is pointing to what you do, which is all you had to do was click on my profile and you'd see that the third thing on there was a company that's been around for a decade that's been doing exactly what you've been doing. But so frequently, there's just this blindness to self-promotion that doesn't take our account for who's receiving it.
2: Exactly. And, and I think that a lot of people who should self-promote see because those are like, you know, those are the people who get the most attention because they spam everybody. So then it's almost like this weird of like, I don't want to be associated with people like that so I'm not going to engage in this behavior that I assume is the same thing I'm not going to engage in self promotion because I assume self promotion means cold outreach or people will or other people will assume it's cold outreach and this cringy salesy shit right I think that really stops a lot of people from sharing the value like legitimate value they have to give to the world to the people they care about helping whatever because they're just like well, i don't want people to think. fuck what people think." If the shit you're doing is valuable and you will put your name and your reputation on the line to offer it, to promote it, fuck what, quote unquote, people might think. Because those people aren't in your corner. They're not in your audience. They're not people whose opinions are worth giving a shit about. If what you're doing is legitimately valuable and you are positioning it as such, Ricky, you're staring off into the distance. What what are your thoughts? (laughs)
1: I'm thinking, I've got feelings. No, I was thinking about, I think all this is viable. I'm, I'm interested. I think, So so to me, when we talk about self-promotion, whether it's promoting our work, our value, all that good stuff, I would love to just spend a little bit of time on actually the, the input and the output of this conversation, and I'll explain what I mean, which is the input is like, Corey. you gave such a fantastic explanation of sort of how to shift from, you know, it's not going to be on myself. It's going to be on the person that I'm talking to. It's not about a request. It's about an offer. I actually want to talk a little bit about like, how do we think about the input into that conversation? How do we internalize and feel like we have something to offer? I say it the same for the individuals who have to promote themselves or advocate for themselves. There's work to actually get comfortable and confident That we can advocate for ourselves in whatever concept we're discussing. And then also I want to talk about the output, which is like we just talked about how cold DMing is trash. I want to talk a little bit about like what does good look like? Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Should we talk about inputs first? And I feel like, Corey, I feel like you're going to have thoughts on this. Sure. Can I make you go first?
2: Sure, go ahead.
1: As our resident doctor, will you explain what are we doing?
2: What are you talking about as far as like imposter syndrome or what?
1: I want input. Yeah, I want input. Like how do you handle, we're going to the situation, I need to self-promote, whether it's like I want a promotion, I want someone to introduce me to someone, and how do I like get my brain okay with making this
2: offer? So a couple thoughts. One, for everybody listening, just go back to our episode on imposter syndrome and shit, right? Because that's a lot of it is kind of coming down to that. Right. And, and a lot of the the things that I kind of talk about in that episode, um, about, you know, living in the arena and, you know, you're only ever going to be criticized by people doing less than you, not more than you. So basically fuck the haters. Um, and again, focusing less on yourself and your own insecurities and focusing more on the value you have to give to other people. The thing that fucks most people up <clears throat> is When it specifically comes to, to self-promotion, right. Is again, this, this, this feeling of, I am asking for a handout. I am asking for somebody else to spend their valuable time, money, or attention on this thing that I may, I, maybe I don't either, I don't feel it is valuable or I am not giving myself permission to see it, it as as valuable as it actually is. Right. So again, my question is who does it help and how does it help them? Like what does it help them achieve? Right. Cause again, I kind of think about, and I think I've brought this up in, in that episode or one of the episodes we've done is this idea of, you know, if you're at a restaurant and somebody fucks up your order, if if you really struggle with confrontation, or or in this case, self-advocacy, right, slash promotion, if you really struggle with that, you may be like, oh no, it's fine, I, I'll, I'll eat it anyway. But if your friend, if they fuck up your friend's order, then you're like, hey, whoa, this isn't what they ordered. Like you immediately go into this protective mode because you're focusing on somebody else and what that person needs in that situation. So you yourself may be a fucking doormat, right? That's an episode for another day, right? Like if you just, if you're a fucking doormat and you let everybody walk all over you, separate fucking issue, right? That's a little deeper seated insecurity and things and and self-worth. But whether or not that is you, if you focus on other people, that can be a way for you to get the fuck out of your own way. Right Now, again, the context is going to depend, right? So like if you're at a job and you try to self-promote, your boss may not see your value or because it's some bureaucratic red tape, they may not be able to capitalize on the value you are offering, right? So in that case, the separate thing is to distinguish your self-worth and identity from this thing you're offering. Right. And, and, you know, we've all met, probably experienced this to some degree, or at least had the opportunity to Of, I pitch my coaching services and they say, no, they're not saying no to me as like, as they're not saying no to Corey, right. They're saying no to, to coaching with me because maybe the type of coaching I do doesn't work for them. Maybe just personalities didn't vibe enough, right. There, there are a hundred and one reasons why, but they're not saying no to me as an individual, as a human being, they're saying no to a professional service I have offered. Right. Or if somebody won't buy a course or they request a refund or some other shit like that, like they're not denying me and my self-worth it's separate. But if you hinge your self-worth on somebody accepting an offer you make well, now all of this insecurity comes even, it, it ramps up because you're like, well, I don't want them to deny me. I don't want them to devalue me. They're not. Mm. They may not value your offer. They may not accept your offer, but you are not your offer. Your offer isn't you. And that's a key distinction. One of my friends, he, um, he's a big time like national wrestling champion and he does a bunch of other high level competitions. So people are like, how do you deal with the pressure? of, of this, of, of, you know, winning or losing. And he was like, look, before every match, I tell myself, I am more than this. I am more than any one competition. I am more than any one championship. I am more than any one win or loss. I am more than this thing because who I am encompasses more than just this thing that I compete on. So if you can remind yourself that I am more than this thing, that can be helpful as well.
0: Corey, I want to hop back into something you said earlier, and also, Ricky, come back to your inputs. I think, what do I have to offer is an amazing question. Who is it for is an amazing question. The thing that I would add that I think applies to everyone is, why do I think it's important? Mm. So I'm going to use founders and an example with me. A lot of founders, when they, they know they need to promote their companies when they're early, And it comes off really stiff, right? It's kind of awkward. Uh, They're they're kind of shy. They don't want to seem cocky. They sort like they they're, they're they're toddling with it. But almost every one of these people, and I make up if you're going for a promotion or if you're creating something, with the right line of questioning, you can get to a point where they're blazingly, hotly passionate about the company they're building or why they're the person for the promotion, the vision that they have, right? And for me, a big part of self-promotion, right, is people are attracted to that energy. And so really digging into yourself, if you're a founder listening, why do you think your company is important for the world? And not some marketing bullshit because I need it. Why do you actually think it's important, right? I can do this for my coaching services. I work with leaders. Why do I think it's important? Because I think leadership is leverage. I think leadership is magic. I think good leadership changes lives, both for the people who are under those leaders, the leader themselves, and the people they work with. And I think we are suffering from a plague of mediocre or bad leadership, and it is directly responsible for a huge number of the issues that we hold. And over here for me, I think there's nothing more important that I could be doing with my time than trying to create and support better leaders. And that's why I show up, right? And bringing that energy, right? There's like an energy signature for me in that, right? Like I'm kind of pumped up, right? Like, like finding that and injecting that as the base of that. that for me is the first step to self-promotion. It's what do I have to offer, and why do I personally think it's important, irrespective of what the fuck anyone else has to say or think about it. And that's the engine. That's where you start.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah. So when I think about inputs on my end, a lot of the work that we sometimes do, it's, it's two things. One is getting a little bit more clarity on are you good at what you do? Are you good at what you do? Let's just hang out there for a minute, right? So it's sometimes what happens when we're self-promoting is that we're so concerned about the outcome that we're not thinking about what we do and how we're good at it. So sometimes an input that can be really helpful into self-promotion is starting to track and capture and generate your strengths and your wins and the things that have gone really well at work. And that also honestly is effective. Like Corey, when you were talking about when someone decides not to work with me, it's not, not me. It's like coaching with me. I actually, full disclosure, have a very big wins folder. It's like in a wins album on my phone. That's literally, it's just screenshots. It's screenshots of people messaging me and being like, holy shit, that session blew my mind. Or like, I just accepted the role. I'm going to make two times more than what I used to make oh, I had that conversation I was so scared of and it went, well, like all these things, these wins, right? And so I have them and that's a super beautiful, powerful tool when either I need to promote what I do because I remember Jesus Christ, look at what I serve, look at the value that I add to the people that I've worked with, look at this past experience. And it also helps when I do get bad news. When someone doesn't want to work with me, and I might be feeling a little bit low. Oftentimes, it's because I have a different style than who they would like to work with. Maybe it's because they wanted someone who's like a specific workbook, or they wanted someone who's like, "I'm gonna push you off the edge, and you're gonna find your future." Like that's not my vibe. So like, they're not gonna want to work with me. And those are the reasons why I keep my wins. The second thing that I talk about when it comes to like kind of the input of self promotion is um, managing assumptions. So something that happens, especially in like, I feel like I work with a lot of people in like corporate, nonprofit, education, all that, a lot of design and all that space is that people want a promotion, right? Or they want this next thing and they have an assumption that like they want it, their boss obviously knows they want it and deserve it and, or the CEO, or like, it's very clear And we all know the saying about assuming assuming, makes an ass out of you and me. And so nine times out of 10, if you do want to figure out how to promote yourself, the thing I usually love to talk to folks about is start talking to individuals that are important to, to this process now. So if I say, I really want to make, let's say I'm working with someone who's a senior and they want to be director level. And the person who makes that call is a CEO. We should sit down with that CEO far in advance of the next round of like promotion cycles and talk about the fact that like, hey, in six months, we're doing another promotion cycle. I would love to talk with you about the idea of putting me up for the director level, depending on how the company functions. Does that resonate with you? Can we like look at if there's matrices or if we just need to talk about it? What's missing? What do I need to do to make this the easiest case ever for you to advocate for me in that room? And then beauty comes together, which is not only how do I have clarity around what I need to be doing, what I need to be exemplifying, where I need to focus, what projects I need to be taking on. I also have someone who's aware and we've created like actual understanding of what do I need to meet in order to help them come into that room and make the absolute best case that they possibly can for me to get that director, VP, whatever role. Because most of the time that CEO Isn't paying attention to you. They think you're fine. You haven't been complaining. You've been taking on the directorial duties without making a a little noise. And so and so left, and you've been absorbing those responsibilities as well. And you haven't been upset about it, so they assume you're fine. Or you might discover that that CEO tells you, "We're not going to promote you this year. It's going to be next year." And then you have information that you can decide: Do I stay here? Do I start interviewing? And if I stay here, I understand, well, what do I need to do over the next year to hit that role? So that's usually like some of the things that I'd add on to this platter of input-based space of how to get more comfortable with self-promotion. Because it's really easy to advocate for making that director royal role if we all have clarity around what it takes to get that role. I'm like, look, it's right here. I didn't get to do that because there was no opportunity for it. But I got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Look at me. Give me a bonus. (laughs) Those are my inputs that I would add to this
0: list. Ricky, huge plus one to having some sort of repository of wins and evidence Mm. for what you do well. I see Corey nodding to, I have this, I, I call it, I think I got it from someone, but in marketing, there's this idea of a swipe file. You take marketing that you really like and you put it all in one place so that you can go to it for inspiration. I literally call it a confidence swipe file, right? Where I take same thing, Ricky emails. I get after good sessions, texts I get. Sometimes I even have like, I'll go to the testimonials on my site, right? Uh, Cause we all have days where there's some self doubt, where there's some imposter syndrome or where for me, I can be really critical on myself. And it's useful to have the evidence that people have told you, Hey, I get a lot of value of what you've done for those days just to inject a little bit of that. Cause I do think that is something people struggle with. Am I really good at this? And it can be helpful to have some, some evidence.
2: That, but it also, if, cause yeah, I think we all have some sort of swipe file with, with wins and celebrations and things. Um,
1: and if you don't, you should.
2: Yeah. And <clears throat> it also, I'll occasionally go through and I'll try to observe patterns of, you know, so I have ones for like my articles, my newsletter, other you know courses and shit. Like I kind of I separate them so that it's easier to like pull out testimonials or observe patterns as far as like oh this article got a lot of positive feedback, so maybe there's something there that I can really dig into for either a future piece of content, future course, future offer. Right, because if this Corey's is, just so good
0: at everything that he just gets he really positive feedback so and everything. He he needs to build out multiple swipe files because he's everybody just, likes Corey just, just so much. There's just so much evidence.
2: It's just more so to organize it, so I can be like, oh, mm-hmm. this
0: shit worked for the newsletter. This shit didn't work for the newsletter. Um, Corey had to buy a terabyte external hard drive. I did for his for his good news I swipe did. file. I did.
2: <laughs> and it's already almost full. Yeah. I've only got like three gigs So left. many
0: positive
1: testimonials. Everybody be <laughs> loving on Corey.
2: But that can help you with self-promotion because you can look and say, "Oh, anytime I talk about X or anytime I coach people on Y, I get way more positive feedback on these within these domains." So if I'm going to promote something, let me create it within these domains because then other people, you have that third party verification validation that this is valuable. So even if you start to question it, you know, if you stay within these circles of, of you know, circles of competency, pretty much you're, you're basically like you're, you're solidly safely providing value.
1: I like that. I like that also because it gives time to not just focus On the internal effort like that actually has me start thinking about the output which is that once we do it once we've made those offers and we start to see how things play out there's an opportunity to sort of revisit and see okay what's working what's not working and it's done with you know also i think it's important for anyone listening to know the way that Corey spoke about that it was without judgment it was not like oh this newsletter went poorly Corey, I'm terrible. It was like, oh, this newsletter resonated strongly. What about that do I want to think about using moving forward? Maybe it was something about the newsletter. Maybe it was the content. Maybe it was the organization. Maybe it was whatever it is. And it's and it's done with a proactive future forward focus. Now there's things that we're all going to fail on as human beings and that's information as well, right? But it doesn't necessarily help us that much because sometimes there's so much misinformation that is unclear like what didn't quite work but what's beautiful there is it's almost selection bias towards the good that we're focusing on okay like what are the things that are hitting what are the things that are resonating do i like those things as well me myself then let's do more of it
0: call that strength based leadership which we should do an episode on at some point
1: oh my god you were talking about strengths finder i'm holding the book right here
0: so It's a wonderful tool.
1: It is a good tool. Also, it's better than Myers-Briggs, which was just made up by a mother-daughter duo. Made up by a mother-daughter duo.
2: Look, man, I'm a Scorpio. That's all I know, okay?
1: You are a Scorpio. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're such a Scorpio. Stop everything. Justin, what are you? We need to know. Everybody needs to know. What do you
0: think I am, basically? If you're listening, listening, take a guess. I'm going to give you 10 seconds here to think you've listened to – Nine episodes. This is the eighth, ninth episode. You, I don't know. You have it? What I do not know I?
2: enough about astrology because I think it's all bullshit. I just like telling people I'm a Scorpio when we talk about fucking Myers Briggs and ENTJ yeah. and whatever the fuck else.
1: Is that yours, ENTJ? Correct. Yeah.
2: I'm an ENTJ <laughs> so, Scorpio.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm an, That's how
1: I introduce myself as well. Nice to meet you.
0: ENFJ. <clears throat> uh, ENFJ. And my, both e's? my star sign. Shut up. Is is Taurus.
1: Ah, damn it! I wish I had gotten to guess. That was gonna be my fucking guess.
0: Yeah, and for everyone who in the audience just did that and said, Justin's a Taurus, I am not a Taurus. I can't stand this. Yes! Okay, I'm am amazing. A Virgo. What is your I you am are? a Virgo? My birthday That's amazing. That's you know so everyone- Taurus. So I love that I'm wrong. So everyone who went, I knew it, astrology is so I can predict. I am not a Taurus. I, I am love a Virgo. it. <laughs>
1: I would have guessed Taurus and I would have been wrong. Ricky, and that what makes are me you? very happy. Now, you fuckers got to guess.
0: I have no idea. I, I can't say even... Scorpio.
1: That's such a compliment. <laughs> cancer. Justin, I'm a Virgo. You're a Virgo too. Yeah, no wonder we vibe. Co-Virgos. I, have, I will say that one thing that I will say about Virgos, which is complete bullshit, and I'm basing it off of astrology bullshit, which is that you put two Virgos in a room and they're like, we can solve anything. We love a group project and before we started recording today Justin and I were like we're going to have a little 20 minute conversation to like put together some thoughts and that makes sense. This is Throw true two
2: Virgos, <laughs> and we're going to do it. This just took a hard left turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to outputs. Okay, back, back to, to output. outputs. Wait, so I... Let's,
1: let's I what I would love to do steer me wrong. Tell me what this is what I'd love to do cuz we been talk about this for a minute. I would love to shift gears. If there's any last things that are coming up for us, let's do it. But then I really want to shift into, okay, so what are some things that we would give to people? It might be a recap of sort of what we discussed here today. But is there anything that's sitting in our bellies that we need to discuss before we talk about?
0: I, I've got a thing that sort of is that. So maybe I'll oh, do so both to kick us off. So let's do it. I'm assuming that you're now sitting on the foundation. Early in the episode, I said, I think we need to start from a different place. The different place that I think we need to start from is everything we just talked about. What do you have to offer? Why is it important to you? For me, that's super important. And then who is it for? Right? That's the the base foundation that I think is similar to all of us that we need to be standing on for self-promotion. When I think of outputs, cool. Now what do we do? This is where I think we differentiate. We we niche down. and. Ugh. Ugh, what was that, Ricky? I don't like niche. Sure. Let's forget that I said niche if, if, you, if you triggered yourself with the word niche there. I what I think is missing, and this is a great idea for somebody to build a tool if you want it because I'm not going to do it, is instead of all looking to the same model for self-promotion is to have some questions, some way to shape out your own self-promotion archetype, right? So based on you as a person, what you like, what interests you, what is your archetype? And here are some questions that I would ask myself. And that I'd, these are literal questions that I've asked myself. One, are you more of an introvert or extrovert? Are you more energized by doing self-promotional activities by yourself in a room or out in a relationship with other people? I love having conversations. I've tried for a lot of my career to do the writing thing for self-promotion. I still do it a little bit, but I do it in service of my conversations. I know I'm an extrovert in all of the introvert type Self-promotional activities, they don't jive with me. They're energy draining. Similar to that now is do you enjoy writing? Do you enjoy speaking? Are you excited by audio, video? What mediums of communication do you have a hypothesis would be energizing for you? And all these things, you're going you're gonna to answer these questions. You're going to try stuff and then you're going to go iterate. Other things that you can ask yourself are, am I most naturally a teacher, a storyteller, an inspirer, inspirer, a provocateur, right? How do I like to go out and show up in the world? For me, I I have kind of like a very teacher-esque archetype. I really like sharing ideas and concepts. I'm not a particularly gifted storyteller. Uh, I can be inspirational, but it's not my thing. And I'm not the type of person who's going to go out there and make a bunch of provocative comments, right? Um, And then lastly, I think a really important question to ask is, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win people over? Are you trying to reject the people who aren't interested and be really polarizing? Are you trying to just attract the people who are interested when you're going out and self-promoting? What are you trying to do? And I think answering each of these questions is really going to give you a shape of your approach. For me, I'm extroverted. Cool. So I want to be out in conversation. I like audio video and conversation, right? So that's how I primarily want to be engaging. I'm most naturally a teacher, so I want to be sharing concepts that I think will be really useful for people out in their leadership. Uh, And for me, I'm not trying to convince anybody. If if they are convinced, great. But I'm not trying to get everyone to agree with me. I'm trying to put ideas out there and have the people who go, ooh, yes, that's putting words to something that I haven't quite had before. I want to go talk to Justin. And that, when I self-promote, that's what I'm trying to do. And so get super clear when I'm going out self-promoting for me, for this authentic self over here, what's energizing and what am I trying to do? Who am I trying to show up as?
1: I love it. Beautiful. Corey, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next?
2: Sure. Are we trying to package up something tactical?
1: A little tactical. Justin even had questions to take away with you. Practical
0: tactical. But it can be whatever
1: you want. Whatever you want. It's your time.
2: So, for me, effective self-promotion comes down to positioning, right? Like on top of everything else I've said, but most of that can be subsumed within positioning. Yes, that is a word I use in daily conversation, subsumed. It's not me trying to sound pedantic, I just am pedantic. <laughs>
1: Even do, and then you use pedantic. Come, come
2: on, Cory. Okay. So, <clears throat> here's a question I I like to ask and I've used with coaching clients when they've kind of struggled with Creating a product or a service, some sort of offer is what is the most expensive and specific problem you can solve? Okay, so <laughs> by expensive, I don't just mean financially. OK, expensive can also mean saving time or you know, people are wasting a lot of time on X. It can be a global impact initiative, right? Like if we don't solve global warming, we're all just fucked. Like that's an expensive problem that doesn't necessarily have a, a monetary number next to it. Okay, that, that is concrete. OK, but if you're focusing on that expensive part, you're basically saying this is an important enough problem that people need help with that hasn't been addressed yet. Okay. Or it hasn't been addressed enough yet. By the second part, what is the most expensive and specific problem that allows you to narrow your focus? Okay. Because yeah, you can do all kinds of shit, but what are you kind of best at doing? Okay. What is a specific problem that you can be like, I solved this thing. I don't solve all this other shit. This is where I'm most valuable to you. right? So that's how that question kind of works is what is the most expensive and specific problem I can solve? Okay. Because once you clarify that, and obviously this is an iterative process, but once you clarify that, that makes it way easier for you to self-promote because you can say, I help solve this specific problem that has high stakes for this population, for, for this person, this company, this, whatever, that is the value I bring to the table. Okay. And then once you have that clarity, the other thing that Justin kind of touched on is having walkaway power, right? Like being willing to leave money on the table so that that way you can come from a healthy perspective of just making an offer without ha- And this way you can come across as authentic of like, look, this is the value I have to offer. We can collaborate. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm you know, inviting you to collaborate so that I can facilitate this change, whatever. It allows you to, to show up authentically rather than reeking of desperation. Uh, will you please hire me? Will you please buy this thing? Will you please give me this promotion? Well, now you're desperate as fuck and nobody wants to work with somebody who's desperate. Unless they're predatory. This is a separate conversation. Like, that's it. But if you are well positioned because you've answered this question and you have walkaway power, you are able to distinguish your identity from your offer. And you are willing to leave that money on the table that allows you to not necessarily come across as like cold or, or neutral, but it's just like, this is what I have to offer. I think it's super valuable for you, but it's totally your call. If you want to take advantage of it or not, if not cool, walk away. That to me is how you can powerfully self promote without all that insecurity, without all those, without being salesy, all those other negative connotations, that people typically put on top of self-promotion.
0: I was sitting here thinking about what I said before. And one footnote I want to add is if you're a leader listening to this and you're going, I don't know how this self-promotion stuff applies to me. (laughs) Everything Corey just said. Oh boy. Yeah. All the questions just, I asked, you should be asking yourself these questions, even if not external about influence inside of your company. All of this applies incredibly to what is my influence archetype, right? What is, as a leader, what are the most expensive problems that I can be solving for my company, right? All of these things, be asking yourself. This applies inside companies, outside of companies. What we're really talking about here not, is not just self-promotion, but influence. And this exploration has almost infinite applicability. Ricky, what would you oh, like to wrap up for our listeners?
1: I think we did a lot in this discussion sort of around ways to think about this ultimately. So I think just to throw out some of what I, it's more of a wrap up, which is, we talked about this, which is, you know, knowing your wins, knowing your value. It's really important for self-promotion, being able to do it. Um, finding your crew, your group that could be internally within the organization. That could be your customer. It could be your potential clients, knowing kind of your market. That helps. Um. Thinking about the way that you offer or seek assistance, I always like to talk about this as making it as easy as humanly possible, right? So when we're asking someone for a favor, an introduction, a referral, we're looking for a promotion. It's always around, how can I offer the best value to you? How can I make this of most ease? How can I make this super simple? And then the last couple of mindset things that I'd give folks as you're thinking about self-promotion is... Sometimes a blocker that avoids us from taking self-promotion techniques, especially if you're an entrepreneur or creator or solopreneur in that space is that we don't do it because we have this concern about what will people think of us. And if you're listening, you probably even have some of the specific people that you think about what they would think of you. This is the thing that happens, right? What would that person think of me? And to that, I will say, Why the fuck does that person have so much control over the actions that you take on? You probably don't even like them that much. You should self-promote because of them. Who the fuck cares? And I think the last one, which is one of my favorite questions, is what's the worst that could happen? Can you handle that? Probably. You probably can't. You've probably even played out the worst thing that could happen completely and you're totally overwhelmed and that's why you're not doing it. But because you've done that little snowball technique, now you can go ahead and do it. Those are the last things I would add on to this conversation.
0: I love that point, Ricky, about <laughs> you have a you probably have a person in mind that you're using to stop you. And that's actually mm-hmm. it should be the opposite, right? Can you see that the you should be self-promoting? Because of that person.
1: That person should not have sway over the
0: decisions you make.
1: Friends, anything else? Any last minute hits on self-promotion? Are we good to
0: go? I just want to say this conversation was one of my favorite because I feel like each of us came at it in very different ways. And I feel like there's a super rich, like couple of different continents of thought here around self-promotion and i'm chewing and they, they all interact but there's some some mutual areas this, this is a really fun conversation to have
2: agreed
1: okay until next time
2: toodles toodles <laughs> that's <laughs> what i was waiting for <laughs>